Hello, everybody, and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. We are on level 286. I am Big L. And with me, as always, we have Kush Moose. Hello. And alongside Wild West 08. What's up? Bet you introduce yourself like that to all the girls. Hi, Wild no. West zero eight. What's up, ladies? <laughs> no, I, I usually hit them with the "How you doing?" How you doing? How you doing? I'm so wild, I don't even capitalize wild. Ooh, very wild. And that's why you have forty-seven daughters. It's good to see that number is going down. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, well, it's not. Yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> it's so dark. Yeah. Well, you know, it's been snowing a lot, and, you know, they probably got lost in the snow or something like that. Uh, no snow, but we have ice. So. Oh, it just goes right to ice? Like ice just falls? No, no, no falling of anything. Just straight up ice and 10-degree weather this week. So. Yeah, but something's got to turn into ice, presumably water. That's true. My pool is frozen right now, so like I'm not very good at science things, but I don't think ice just appears, but Probably. snow just appears. Yeah, I, it's a good year for snow. Actually, uh, we we don't normally get enough to play with, but this year we do, and my daughter's very happy. Oh, good. I, my daughter as well. She built a snow uh, a mini snowman today. We didn't get that much snow. But it was enough to be annoying. <laughs> but a lot of people in the Discord are sharing pictures of their snow, like like I think Fug in Wisconsin got a ton, and Volger in Nebraska. Those people got a lot of snow, and it got. Uh, this one, there's this one guy, uh, foo foo, cuddly something, poof, poof. Hmm, not familiar. And no. he, and he doesn't really talk to us much anymore. But when he does talk to us, he tries to uh, recommend questions that we should ask. And he came up with one, and it's about snow days. So I, I. Uh, we turned it into an achievement-related question somewhat, so here it goes. In honor of the snowstorms around the United States, we ask the following two-part question. A, do you have any memories of snow, or if you don't get snow, uh, sick days, playing any specific games as a kid? And B, if you had the opportunity today, what games would you play and which achievements would you target? Akush Moose, you can go first. All right. Eruterk says, to answer part A, when it snowed in the UK, my brother and I would usually go into the garden, play football or soccer, or we'd use a sled on the nearby hills. I'm assuming that UK folk call the backyard the garden. Because uh, you know, <laughs> if, if I played football or soccer in the garden, my my dad would uh, not be happy. Um, we didn't really <laughs> stay inside. The chrysanthemums. <laughs> Get off the corn. Those are tomatoes. Uh, we didn't really stay inside as kids, so snow didn't change that. Uh, for part B, having a snow sick day wouldn't change anything for me. 
I'd still just play what I wanted, just with the added ease of knowing there's nothing else to do. Maybe I'd focus a bit more on story aspects of the game rather than a grind, but that's about it. A vulgar Latin says, I have a very distinct memory of beating Metroid Prime during a snow day. If I had a snow day today, I'd likely play whatever was on my RTDL at the time, as we would expect. So uh, that mm-hmm. would have been early 2000. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Metroid Prime. I had a job, uh, so I was out of college uh-huh. at that time. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. What's that like, 03 ish? Let me look. Maybe. How could you get 02? November 02. All right. I'm, I'm, so you're pretty good at this. Pretty good. Okay. <laughs> uh, Heizo yeah, so says... Yeah, would have been about 10. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> about 10. Ouch. How dare you. Uh, Heizo. <laughs> best snow day of gaming was in the fifth grade. Uh, I can't think back specifically to the fifth grade. My fifth dad worked... I, I don't know how you how you, how you you target that. I, my brain doesn't work like that. My dad worked and my mom happened to have a volunteer project all day. So my brother and I were home alone. Turns out he had found a copy of Silent Hill in our parents' room uh, a few days prior. We were not allowed to play stuff like that. Naughty, naughty. And he told me about it. Uh, We spent all day playing it while we could. I don't enjoy the games today, but feeling like I was getting away with something made it even better. Uh, Today, I always use my unexpected gaming days for longer games that I rarely get to sit down and really focus on for long periods, usually uh, RPGs. Yeah. (laughs) Silent Hill is the naughty thing that you did. (laughs) It's dangerous to search your parents' room. Like you you're gonna find stuff that could just change your worldview. Uh (laughs) one of which is a copy of Silent Hill. (laughs) Still better than some other did they keep it. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's a good story. Uh Philip Wendell, Mr. Wendell says. Yep, Activision's River Raid on Atari 2600 helped me through many colds as a kid. Uh, that is when the Price is Right wasn't on. Man, you're speaking my language. If I had a block of time now, <laughs> I'd like to play something immersive and about 20 hours long. Maybe Jassant or something else like Bastion, or excuse me, <clears throat> or something older like Bastion that I've heard a lot about. That's a good idea. Go play uh, play something from the backlog. Special I'll, circumstance. Uh... Yeah. How disappointing is it that now that you all can work from home, uh-huh. that you're stuck with the uh, Drew Carey prices, right? <laughs> uh, I haven't really I watched. I mean, Bob Barker was the bomb. I haven't he watched was, prices was. in a while. What we watch he would now. Just say whatever was on his mind. The game shows that we watch now are like on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So things like uh, Floor is Lava um, uh, and okay. Is It Cake? Uh huh. Um, uh huh. So those are fun. Those are, those are entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> Do you watch like, Nailed It? No, we don't watch Nailed It. I don't really like really. Um, yeah, I don't like those. And is it cake is kind of on the border. That's um, similar. It's similar cooking show. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of similar. But I, I prefer um, I prefer happier things rather than like drama or fake drama. Um, so British Bake Off is my cooking show. Uh, that I love. There's no fake drama in these reality game shows at all. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, well, it's a different kind of fake. It's a different kind of fake. It's like, oh, something happened. Uh, it was their fault, and it's not this person hates this person, and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> as for my answer, uh, I don't really remember um, much, <laughs> but I certainly don't remember 
like a specific game for snow days. But based on what I remember playing a ton of when I was in high school, because um, that's when I had, maybe I had it in middle school too, uh, an NES. Um, that was my first like good game system. Um, and so I would play a lot of um, like uh, Ninja Gaiden or you know Batman, uh, Sunsoft's Batman. I think Sunsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I would just play those games and like master them. Um, so I, I, I beat uh, Ninja Gaiden so many times and Ninja Gaiden 2. Uh, I really like this. Really? You know, they, didn't, they didn't have achievements, so I would just play them over and over and just get better at them. Uh, and, and knock them out. And, you know, Mega Man, Mega Man 2. I just, those games I beat so many times um, as a kid. Now, going back today, I'm sure, you know, <laughs> I'd struggle, I'm sure. I'd have to remember all that stuff. But uh, back in the day, I, I really had those down. Uh, today, what would I play? Um, I'd like to think I'd play a bigger River Raid. game. <laughs> yeah, River Raid, exactly. <laughs> no, I kind of, I kind of want to go play uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, just like oh, really, because that's my type of RPG, you know, RPG, uh, just open world, uh, long form game. Like I really want to get into that. I really like Westerns. Uh, I really, I don't know why I'm not playing that game. It's just because it's, it's it takes up too much time uh, is why. But, uh, that's, it, yeah, if I had a good like couple weeks off, like maybe I would, uh, and I was, and I was picking just one game to play. Maybe Red Dead 2 would be the one to do. Wow. That's a good choice. So if you didn't work from home, you'd you'd play around twenty hours instead of eighteen for the day. <laughs> Is that what you're implying? Uh, no comment. Okay. <laughs> good thing you're your your own boss, Nate. Definitely. It's not really true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sure? It yeah. seems it seems that way. All right, so River Raid and Red Dead Redemption. A bunch of R's. All right, I'll go next. Northern Lass told us she remembers she was the lead in the school play. She was seven and was not well at all. So my mom bribed me to do the performance saying the next day I could stay home and play Frogger on the Atari 2600. I did the play and was so ill the next day I physically couldn't play at all. Wow. So you were sick, you did the play, and then you couldn't even play Frogger. That's disappointing. Frogger is a classic. On the very uh, few snow days we had in the UK when I was young, we all went sledging on the school field as it had a big slope. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get there this year where we can go um, sledding. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, we're learning a lot about overseas snow days. I love it. Chesno is interesting. Another overseas person. Ironically enough, today I was forced to take a sick day as I couldn't make it into work due to no trains. Oh, there's always some excuse to do Chesno. Just walk. Uh, my plan is to clear out, clear out my Xbox. Oh, of half-finished easy games, so I can make room for the stuff I want to play. 
Yes, yes. Half finished easy games. Finish those easy games. I think the problem Each is they keep releasing games. updates. That is true. And they're also like 400 megs each, so you're not really clearing much room. And depending on what it is. Uh, Hurricane Dale, who I believe is in Australia, says, firstly, the idea of snowstorm sounds amazing right now. We are in a heat wave. Yesterday, it hit 41. I imagine that's Celsius or 105.8. Oh, he converted for to Fahrenheit for us. Thank you. And it's not slowing down. Well, that sounds miserable. Hopefully you have the air conditioning wherever you are. And you're okay. I was in ninth grade when the first Borderlands came out. Oh, boy. Another young. And I remember taking frequent sick days, especially when the General Knox DLC released. I have fond memories of grinding the raid boss when I was supposed to be at school. I think his name was Cragmaw. Now I still take the occasional sick day to help my achievement grind, but I have a semi-flexible work schedule, so I can normally just bend my hours to suit. However, being on the edge of completion is normally enough to convince me that I'm not feeling too well and need to take a sickie. Well, I've never heard of that term for a sick day. A sickie. I like that. Yeah, so if being on the edge of completion will give you a sick day, then uh, there's a lot of people here that would never work ever. They would be homesick all the time. Back in my day, we would call it playing hooky. I wonder if that's a universal term. Like, <laughs> I'm sick, Mom. <laughs> um, E.L. Sock. It's in the game. One of the fondest snowstorm memories was getting stuck home from school and logging like 12 hours in Final Fantasy VII on the original PlayStation. As for now, I would just end up playing... Wait, 12 hours? Uh, as of now, I would just end up playing whatever is the flavor of the week. Sadly, the flavor of the week right now is anything with easy gamer score, so I can hit the million by March 3rd. There's two autographed Funko Pops on the line. Well, I would love to hear more about this. You have a wager with someone? Are you going to just buy yourself a present? Looks like he's got a bet on the I'd line or something. Hear. I'd love to hear more about this. You're probably spending more on these stupid games than uh, the Funko Pops are worth. Just buy the Funko Pops. But nothing stupid like my pitch, like a Power Rangers power, a Funko Pop. We don't need any of that crap. <laughs> Get like a cool... Uh, like an athlete or something. That's rules one. Mega Man. Mega Man. Signed by who? I mean, I'll sign it. Signed by Rush. <laughs> oh, you'll sign it? <laughs> you could sign it. He didn't say it would make sense or be worth anything. He just said they were autographed. Just, just go to go to your uh, local GameStop or something and just start signing all the Funko Pops there. <laughs> Sir, you get to buy those. <laughs> no, these are for other people. <laughs> Don't you know who I am? <laughs> I have a successful podcast. <laughs> I'm in the top 10 of Gamer Score in Maryland. Come on. 
Anyway, we'll be tracking your journey to a million gamer score. Maybe we'll have you on one of these days to uh, tell us about this. This is very int intriguing to me. So as far as my answer goes, uh, unfortunately, I'm much like Nate, where I can't remember any specific times where I stayed home on a snow day and played a specific game. But it definitely would have been in the same ballpark with the NES playing uh, like Tecmo Super Bowl or something like that. Uh, Tecmo Super Bowl, interestingly enough, is the only game I've ever played so much that um, the battery stopped holding a save and I had to buy a second copy of it. And back then, it was like 70 or $80 for that one. And that was, uh, you know, early 90s money. Pretty pricey. But my parents were nice enough to, to hook me up with that kind of stuff as long as I kept my grades up. That was always... Uh, the agreement we had. Uh, nowadays, I would probably have a grand plan to play a game and then wind up sleeping all day. I actually had a talk with uh, with Wild West when I was sick, saying, "Yeah, I have a, I'm gonna play these games," and I'm like, "Nope, sleep." Yeah. Just you put on a game and your eyes just get heavy and you're like, okay, what am I supposed to be doing? But, uh, yeah, much like uh, Aizo, I would try to put some hours into a long RPG or a long game like that. All right, Wild so, West, you're up. Oh, so so I was, was going to ask you guys. So any interest? I mean, I've I've seen so. Both of you guys and a lot of the patrons have talked about like longer games, RPGs, any of that sort. Was there any time in your and y'all's life that you had like friends come over and play like a GoldenEye Perfect Dark thing at all on a on a snow day or a maybe a sick day or whatever? Or is it just um, you guys playing by yourself? I was lucky enough that so I moved out <laughs> when I was nineteen. So my house was like the bachelor pad and people came over all the time. And yeah, it was the N64 era. So we played a lot of uh, GoldenEye and Mario Party, Mario Golf. And of course, the wrestling games were, were big. So any four-player game, we played it. And interestingly enough, we did not play Smash Brothers until the GameCube. We never played the N64 one. Really? Yeah, um, my just parents didn't have it. None of us had it. My parents worked in a different town than where we lived, so I I had to apply for out of district schooling. Um, so my friends, I had two different circles of friends. I had like my school friends, I had my at home friends, and so on a snow day, obviously I'm not gonna be with my school friends because I can't drive yeah. uh, at that time. So <clears throat> I would just kind of hang out with those guys, you know, you know, walk across town, walk across a whole bunch of fields and whatever in the snow to play uh you know mario 3 uh or something like that or maybe yeah. <clears throat> teenage mutant ninja turtles or something like that mm -hmm. uh so I, I seem to remember playing some stuff like that uh, on snow days um i mean when we had snow days like days off from school where like my parents wouldn't drive me in yeah it was like deep snow so <laughs> uh so yeah <clears throat> that would be uh, i'd either be playing in the snow or going over to my friend's house to play games because I, I didn't have uh a game system probably earlier 
until like late, late middle school. I think I had a game system. Yeah. I was just kind of interested because it seems like a lot of the responses so far have been, hey, I'm going to put these RPGs or we did these, you know, single player games, whatever else. So I was just kind of curious if anybody had any stories or experiences where they were, you know, kind of playing mm. whatever flavor of the week multiplayer game was out at the time or flavor of the year, I guess, maybe not week like mm. now, but yeah, it's interesting. Um, so getting really. into our, no, I was going to say, um, this might be boring to talk about on the podcast, but I definitely used to do crazy things like go outside and have a snowball fight with my sister. Definitely used to do more of that kind of stuff. You know, well, those are all thought, still pretty crazy activities. snowstorms in the city. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But now I would just get tired in five seconds. So it's uh, hot chocolate time. Yeah. That sounds like my daughter's when it's snow. It's like, hey, let's go outside and play five seconds later. Okay, let's go inside. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, on to our patrons. We've got Rhett Stack. Snow days were extremely rare where I grew up that the only one that I really remember is the one where it snowed during finals week in high school after school started. I ended up walking home across town. No video games, though. Don't know what I'd be playing today. I managed to injure myself where sitting up hurts. So no games for a bit. Hope that you are getting better and everything is all right there. I feel better, girl. Yep, for sure. X the Hero. In the winter of 2004, my freshman year of high school, we had a huge ice storm that knocked out power for like five or six days. Literally everything sucked because there was no power, no internet, and this was before smartphones. So we had to rely on the radio and my mind car for info. But I had my Game Boy Advance with Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, and I could easily put over 100 hours into that game that week, bundled up like in 16, or 17 blankets in my heatless bedroom. I remember having, or yeah, bedroom. I remember having put the game off because I just couldn't really get into it, but with nothing else to do, I'm glad I gave it a second chance. Definitely one of my favorite games growing up. Real quick, <laughs> X likes to use uh, voice to text. So, mind car is probably uh, mom's car. I'm well, because I I was thinking, I felt like when I read it too, like earlier in the Discord, it said <laughs> basement and not bedroom. So my I, my thought was going for heatless basement, and then I saw bedroom, so I had to quickly adjust there. But that's yeah, funny. You, <laughs> what kind of mind car was that? Like what uh, what model? Amazing. So, he's just working on cars. his uh, Alan Wake stuff you know working on that before it came out yeah i re I remember doing a lot on the game boy advance of the final fantasy stuff like that like that brings back memories now that he says that didn't put 100 hours yeah. in i don't think but still it was i remember doing that all right uh next a week oh, okay that's yeah that's, <laughs> that's pretty absurd <laughs> well i mean with no power for five or six days and I mean, what else are you gonna do uh, Chewy on Ice says, for most of my school life, I didn't live in a country that had snow, so the closest equivalent we had that would cause the school to close was the occasional threat of terrorism. Yikes. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's uh, more the Saudi talk? <laughs> that's why he likes the horror yeah. games, by the way. Like, yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, on those sort of days, I probably spend my time on PS1 mopping up objectives in the early Tony Hawk games or making abominations in the early WWE SmackDown games. If wives and children weren't a factor, I'd probably spend a sick day, sick as in quotes, day the, these days, immersing myself in big RPGs that languish in the back backlog is the answer I want to give. 
Truth, oh. truth, uh, truthfully, though, I, I just mean... keep plugging away at whatever games I'm juggling for the many events and contests I'm usually involved in. I wonder how many wives he has. Well, wives is in quotes, though. Don't, don't. Uh, I mean, don't need to worry about that. Each his own. Okay, <laughs> you never know. And last, uh, we've got Wastelander, Wastelander Januarius. When I was a real young, my dad would throw snowballs and pretend to be Darth Vader while I was Luke and the neighbor girl was Leia and we dodged snowballs. But if you mean video games, I don't feel like there are any specific games that I played when I was sick or stuck at the house. Board games and movies were the were the move. If I had a chance today, I'd probably play long collectathons or big open world games to kill the time. Maybe I'd be able to make decent progress at any AC game after Origins. You need a lot of sick days to play Odyssey and Valhalla, so <laughs> or snow days. <laughs> Maybe by the time the one snow day is done, you could be out of the prologue in Valhalla. But those are some great answers there. Uh, so you know, kind of looking back, I was thinking about the question. Uh, looking back in in my life, so my high school years were spent in Montana. And surprise to, I'm sure no one, there's not a lot of snow days in Montana because you wouldn't go to school the whole winter if you had that. So we didn't have a lot of snow days uh, per se, but during those months, you know, you really couldn't do much outside. So uh, kind of after school, we usually go over to uh, my friend's house down the street. Um, yeah, it was uh, my closest friend there had a brother that was about a year and a half younger than him. So we were I was close with both of those guys. And then we had a guy across the street as well that was around our same age. So we'd play, uh, you know, the classics, GoldenEye and, and Perfect Dark, along with, at that time, the classics. And then we'd also, uh, they had a GameCube later, and we'd do Time Splitters 2. Uh, no, sorry, Time Splitters Future Perfect. I was just reading about Time Splitters 2 the other day, so I got confused. Uh, Time Splitters Future Perfect, which is a lot of fun, just same thing as the GoldenEye and Perfect Dark. You know, you make up the different scenarios and the death matches and you just got to go and have fun. So that was a lot of during that time, uh, snow days, uh, when, uh, a little bit further in my past, you know, I lived in Albuquerque for a little bit and they didn't really have any snow days or anything there, but, you know, we'd get together and play the, the 64 and, and the different versions of whatever there. But I spent a lot of time during the, the winter months when it was a little bit colder because you're still, Still higher up, so you'd get cold during the winter time, and uh, I'd play a lot of Roller Coaster Tycoon on the PC during that time. So that was kind of what I did during my snow days. But yeah, kind of L kind of briefed it a little bit. Like we were talking the other day because we were both uh, not feeling well. We were talking about what we do now. You know, if you're sick, because I'd asked him about that, and I know when you're young, you're like, oh, when I'm an adult and I have to stay home from work because I'm sick, you know, I'm just going to play games all day long. I'm just going <laughs> to do this and we're, you know, we're just going to knock stuff out. And it's just like, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but it's just when I'm sick now, I just want to like mindlessly watch TV, some mm -hmm. football game, you know, a movie. I don't really care. It's just like, I'll pick up the controller and I'll turn on, you know, whatever I'm doing, you know, Assassin's Creed or something. And I'm just like, oh, it's so much work to run across the map to do this side quest, just to run back across the map to do this thing. And so usually I just kind of like we'll get, you know, some puzzle game or something that's easy and play for a little bit. But I don't know. It's just not really a, a thing for me anymore about when I'm sick or having these snow days like the last two days have been pretty pretty cold here and, and everything. And I, I played a little bit, a lot of Andromeda and everything. but 
at the same time, it's just, it's not what I thought I'd be like when I was younger, but I don't know if you guys feel, I know L kind of, I don't know if you feel the same way, Koosh, because that's no, just think, what we were talking about. I think a lot of vitamin doesn't C. doesn't sleep, though. <laughs> this is true. I don't I don't sleep a whole lot. Uh, that's true. When I wake up at four in the morning and I log into Xbox and you're on, that's yeah. I'm trying to fix that. <laughs> there, there are some days where I have been up at four. Uh it's not that bad, but it's not mm. that far off. Um, so I'm trying to fix that, uh, readjust my sleep schedule. But uh yeah, uh luckily, you know, knock on wood, I, I haven't gotten very sick in a while to the point where like you know, man cold, like where I can't function and yeah. I have to uh, sit, just sit in front of the TV or something. But if I get really sick and I can't play a game, then yeah, I'm just watching, uh, you know, Netflix or something and just relaxing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's not how you, it's not how we thought though. Like you're like, Oh yeah, oh, I have no. all this time. I have all this money. I can play what I want. I can do what I want. But it's just, it's not like that really. Nope. But I'd love to hear the rest of the patrons. Like I'd love to hear if you guys are sick you know, for whatever reason, if you still feel the desire to kind of play those games or uh, if you feel like you just like, hey, let's just mindlessly turn on some streaming thing and just watch it or whatever. I, I'd like mm-hmm. to hear what other people do as well. But some great answers. Great question. All right. Thank you, Fufu. All righty. Let's go on to the game's showcase. I think we have a certain moose who's been anxious to talk about something new. <laughs> and well, it's not it's... on Game Pass. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Aww. And uh, surprise, definitely not surprising, Jameson. My contender for Game of the Year. Um, <laughs> no joke. No First joke. One. It's uh, quite good. Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Now, this game comes out on the 18th, which, if we're lucky, is the day that you're listening to this. Um, But if you get the deluxe version, uh, you get a three-day early pass. Or if you subscribe to Ubisoft Plus, you'll also get the deluxe version as part of the Ubisoft Plus package. Which is what I'm I did. Guess. You yes, did both. I, oh, <laughs> I did. Well, I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to. Spoiler. Very well. <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, so what I did to try out Ubisoft Plus, but really just to play this game, was I plopped down my $17 or whatever, whatever it was. I think it was about $17 to get mm-hmm. Ubisoft Plus for one month, and then I canceled the recurring. So it, I won't have it next month. So I have to try to beat this by the end of the month. Um, which I think I'll be able to do. Uh, and I might be able to squeeze in some of their smaller games that I don't have, uh, like Monopoly Madness, I've heard is doable. So so I'm going to try to do that. Uh, and so far, Ubisoft Plus has been, uh, it's fine. Uh, it works just like Game Pass, I guess, uh, in that you can see you know what's up there, and you can, you can just filter to that and then download whatever you want and start to play it. I was a little rocky right when I first signed up. I think I had to like log out, log back in, or restart. Uh, and then finally things started working but also <laughs> i was traveling uh, locations in the world in order to download this ahead of time so maybe my experience isn't exactly what the normal person would do because i was trying to get this um from new zealand uh ahead of time because it wasn't out in uh, the east coast of the united states uh so i had to do a little time travel or oh. you know <clears throat> and i wish i could traveling. travel yeah you're as rebellious <laughs> as a hyzo wow you're yeah. good you 
Yeah. So, so, but, but let's talk about the game and not, not about getting the game. Uh, Prince of Persia, the lost crown is a platformer, but really it's a Metroidvania and it is so Metroidvania. Uh, this game is, uh, really good. (laughs) Really, really good. This is like, um, maybe, maybe my second, maybe my third favorite metroidvania um it's that good uh and the, there were questions about is this a 60 dollars game you know if you get the deluxe version it's 60 dollars. is it worth it well yeah i i actually i actually think this could be worth it because the game is large um you play as sargon uh an immortal you're not playing as the prince of persia they've they've, they've switched you're now playing this other mm. character who's a, a member of a group called the immortals they're not really immortal they're just really uh badass fighters um, and uh, your uh, weapon of choice are these two swords, uh, and uh, <clears throat> you'll start off with that, but you'll eventually get, uh, before too long, you'll get access to a bow, so you'll also have a projectile attack. Uh, this is a hack-and-slash Metroidvania, so um, you're not going to be doing a ton of damage from far away, but like I said, you do have that bow with limited ammo. Uh, it can also be thrown as a chakram. Uh, is that what it is? The little spinny thing that Xena had. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you'll do that as well. Um, but in in Metroidvania fashion, in the best Metroidvania fashion, your weapons will also serve as uh, ways to move around and you know ways to traverse and also um, affect the landscape. So that chakram can also be used to uh, activate gears. So like that gear might help raise rise a, or <clears throat> raise a door. It may help to move a platform. Um, and uh, so just, you know, there's going to be puzzles. There's going to be all sorts of stuff. Uh, the combat can be anything you want it to be. It could be button mashy. If you just want to go in there and, and, and smash faces, uh, you can do that. Uh, if you uh, want to turn up the difficulty, uh, you'll, you'll die doing that. Uh, but, but if you want to be a precise fighter, and uh, and treat this kind of like a souls like you can totally do that by changing the difficulty options. Um, they're they're very uh, uh, they have basically broken out all the different ways that you can make the game difficult. Things like uh, you know how much damage will enemies do to me? How much enemy do I do damage? Uh, how much defense do I have? Uh, those sorts of things. Um, you know how much special ability will I gain by attacking? How much will I lose by getting hit? You can toggle all these things. Now they have presets. Uh, and I, I'm playing on normal, but you can adjust all that stuff, and it really makes a difference. Um, and that, more on that in, in just a bit. Um, there's a lot of accessibility slash options that you can change, uh, not just in the combat, but because this is a Metroidvania and there's a lot of traversal, a lot of um, platforming. And uh, the platforming can be difficult, but they have an option for that that will allow you to skip really difficult platforming sections. I hadn't been using that, but I just turned it on just to see what it would be, just so I could talk about it. Uh, And basically it opens like a little portal. There'll be like a little blue glowing thing uh, at the beginning of a long platforming section. You can just walk up to and use it twice, and it'll just teleport you to the end of the platforming section. So if platforming is not your thing, uh, this will get you through that, um, which is really nice. Now, will that allow you to get um, all the collectibles? I don't think so. Uh, you're still going to have to figure out how to do platforming uh, and, and how to uh, 
some of it's tricky. Uh, and you, know, you have to do some of that tricky. If you want to get everything, if you want to get the completion, you're going to have to get kind of good at the platforming. Um, the game looks great. Uh, it's got really smooth animations. It's got really, uh, really smooth platforming. I didn't really run into any problems with that. The combat is really good. Like I said, you can tune it how you want. You just want to go in there and wreck house or do you actually want to be challenged? Um, I'm kind of, like I said, I'm doing normal. Uh, so I'm going for whatever their default was. And that's kind of what I'm playing through. I don't think I'm going to play this through twice <laughs> because it is such a long game. I've already put 20 hours into it in two days and that's a lot. Uh, I'm going to take a little break and then I'm just going to start mm. sipping at it. Now, why have I been going so hard? Well, uh, our patrons <laughs> get special contests that Chewie sets up. And, and one of the things he set up is this really cool thing called bounties. And so he went ahead and he just picked some random games and he picked some random enemies in these games and he's putting up a bounty on them. Uh, and the first person to get them, the first patron to get those gets a certain number of points and those magic points at the end of the year probably be used for a draw a prize draw or something like that. So he put one of these in because this game just popped out. Uh, Prince of Persia. Uh, so he added a bounty for one of the enemies in this game. And so I was going really hard to try to get that. Uh, and I just got it. Um, so I'm really happy about that. But like I said, I've been going really hard trying to be the first person to get that thing. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to slow down some. Um, let me think. Let me think. Oh yes. One of the things that you're going to hear about this game from a lot of people is the map. Uh, this game has kind of innovated the Metroidvania map, you know, you know, and you're thinking, okay, well, what can you really do? Well, what they've added is the ability while you're playing the game to take a screenshot uh, within the game of a, of an area and have that be attached to the map. And, and you're just like, okay, well, you know, I would normally do that. Like if I was playing, I plugged into my computer, I'd take a screenshot, I'd save it, and I'd remember to go back to it. But this is all part of the game. This is all in the game. Now, they limit it to how many you can get, and you'll get, like, special pickups in the games that allow you to get a few more. So you're not going crazy with this. But if you see a room and you're just like, I don't really know what to do here, and or I know I need to do this, but this is really weird, you just take a screenshot, and boom, it's right on your map. You can bring up the map, you can look at it, you can press A on it, it'll you know, make it much larger on the screen. Uh, and if you're, if you're done with it, let's say you, you figured out the thing, you got the power you needed to complete that. You can now delete that from the map. Uh, another thing that they've done that other games have cool. done is allow you to put like a push pin uh, on the map, like with like a little marker. And they have like, I think like 10 different uh, images you can use things like, uh, you know, there's a character here or there's money or there's a question or there's a locked door or something like that. You can put as many of those as you want on the map, I think, within reason. Uh, so I've actually been using those to remember to go back and like, oh, well, I need to go get this this thing, this, this collectibles over here, but I don't quite know how to get to it. So I'm just going to leave it marked on my map for me. Now, some games will mark that for you, and I actually prefer that, but this is a nice have. Uh, and that, that screenshot thing is uh, the first time we've ever seen that in a game, as far as I know. Um, and it's pretty good. Um... Yes, the map will also tell you uh, your collectible count for that area. So when you just kind of like, you're looking at the map, it'll be like, oh, you have a couple coins to get here. You have a couple pieces of lore to get here. Uh, and it'll let you know that uh, you're missing some here. You're missing, you've got everything you need here. So that it'll make cleanup a lot easier. 
And uh, one of the things you can do, or one of the things I plan to do, uh, because the game is so big, is to just kind of uh, knock down all the difficulty when it comes time to clean up. Just make it really easy to traverse, to kill everything, uh, and to just navigate through and get all this collectible. So it, it really won't be uh, that challenging for the cleanup, I'm hoping. Um, the game has this weird style choice, and it, it's really nice. Uh, it looks really good. Um, I don't know if it's for everyone, but it's kind of like anime styled. Um, so some fights will just be, you know, your regular monster fights. But then sometimes you'll be fighting these people and it looks like an episode of Dragon Ball Z. Uh, it's just like they go way overboard um, with all these attacks. I'm just like, oh, this is really, it's really kind of cool. And um, I'm getting kind of blown away. But, you know, if you've ever gone through and played one of these uh, difficult boss fight games where the boss fight changes as you're going through, like this, let's say there's three phases and the boss changes their attack patterns uh, based on the phase that you're in. Uh, and they kill you so quickly. It's a real chore to have to get back to the boss fight, work your way through to phase two, figure out phase two, get immediately to phase three and just get face rolled, right? <laughs> and so now you're like, oh, crap. I, number one, I haven't seen all the moves in phase three. I don't know what they're going to, you know, what, what else is going to be different. One of the things that I've been playing around with in this game uh, is turning down the difficulty if I'm having a lot of def, you know, a lot of trouble with a boss fight. And one of the things you can do is um, copy your save to a different save slot then start that new save slot, oh. turn all the difficulty down. So you can turn it down to the point where the boss does hardly any damage to you. And you can leave your damage the same. And then you can just take your time learning all of their patterns in each one of the phases while you take very minimal damage. Like this boss was just wailing on me and I lost like a bar of health, <laughs> you know, like one little nub of health, not the entire bar. So I was able to see everything they were doing, learn the patterns, um, and then quit out, go back to my, my real save with the real difficulty, the challenge that I like, you know, in, in playing this game, go back in. And now that I've seen everything and I've been able to practice dodging these things and putting damage on the boss, now I can play it for real at that thing. And I don't have to suffer through uh, the, the learning process. Uh, and that has been huge. And that's one of the nice things about games these days that allow you to, uh, to change the difficulty is you can do whatever you want. Like, do you want to have a fun, challenging experience the whole time and just be challenged? Do you want to just get to the end? Okay, you can do that. Or do you want to mix and match? Like, be able to go in there and do this thing to learn and then challenge yourself. Uh, so I'm really impressed with, with everything they've done. That's why I'm saying, is this thing worth $60? Yeah, yeah. They put a lot of time into this. And this is a big game. I've already put 20 hours in. Um, and I'm like I said, I'm playing on normal. If you were to jump that down to easy, I'm sure you'd be making a little more progress. Or if it was on hard, you'd, you'd be way you know, closer to the beginning of the game. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a fantastic game. It's absolutely worth it. You can tell from the platforming that this is the team that made Rayman Legends. I like the platforming. is just really good and really creative. And uh, in Metroidvanias, a lot of times you'll be in a room and you're just going to have to like take different paths through the room and and like everything's right there in front of you. But like, oh, I have to go up here and then do this and then that'll open the door. Oh, and now I've got the shortcut that allows me to come over here. 
it's that like this is like you know this is pure metroidvania uh there's no no ifs ands or buts about it it's amazing um so yeah i'm loving prince of persia the lost crown uh i'm probably two-thirds through i've got a whole bunch of bosses left to go now the achievements for the most part are progression based here we go yeah oh. they're, they're they're mostly progression based. They're mostly based on, you know, getting to this point or killing this boss or doing that. And then there's a handful that are, um, you know, kill enemies this way, kill enemies with this weapon, you know, kick these enemies you know, kick five enemies into a bunch of thorns or spikes or something like that to kill them. Use the special power. Uh, and then there are your kind of collectibles uh, or your do everything's or get everything's right. Um, so there's a handful of those, but for the most part, it is progression based. Um, and if you're a completionist, uh, and you're not a skilled gamer, this could be difficult, um, with the collectibles because that platforming element, if you have a lot of difficulty with platforming, that can be a problem. Um, the nice thing is you can uh, adjust your controller if that's the problem. Like sometimes doing some of the moves off the jump button and getting at the apex of your jump. It's a little hard to do with all the button combinations you need to do. Uh, so you can maybe move things around and do that. Um, but yeah, this game is is really impressing me. The powers that they give you, the weapons that they give you are uh, innovative. You know, they're not the same thing you've always seen. One of the powers is to make a copy of yourself and which will stay uh, on the screen until you recall to that. It'll kind of slow time down as you kind of like warp back into that spot. Uh, and you'll use that for puzzle solving. You'll use that for combat. You'll use that for damage avoidance from bosses. Um, and then you'll get these other powers that, uh, that that help you as well. Things that can um, capture projectiles and then re-release them. I don't want to go into any specifics because they're so cool. Um, but yeah, it, it's a great game. If, if you're into Metroidvanias, this is a fantastic game and it, it's a treat. Oh. Is there any like so, difficulty achievements yeah. at all or anything? Or yeah, that, that's exactly it, what I was just going to ask. <laughs> no, or is no, it no, just? Is there no. any? So, so you did mention that there's like diff. You can change the difficulty level, right? Mm -hmm. So you yep. can and do that, but you can just play on however. Yes, you can play this game however you want. There's okay. no difficulty based achievements. Um, the only difficulty, you know, in air quotes here, is can you do the platforming that will allow you to get all the collectibles that you need? Um, cause some of those are used as currency. So if you can't get them, you won't be able to buy everything you need. So you'll be locked out of those achievements until you can, um, you know, learn up or get good enough at the, uh, at the platforming to get those things. So with that, uh, currency, you buy different move sets or stuff, or what is that currency for? Yeah, that's a good question. So, um, oh, and, and the whole thing I completely left out, uh, the way <laughs> this game allows you to kind of augment your play style. Um, you start off with a necklace that has room for charms, I think like three charms. And the charms are things like, um, you know, allow you to earn more special move per hit, uh, you know, do less, you know, take less damage, do more damage, you know, turn, uh, turn your arrows into fire arrows, things like that. And you'll be able to find more of these charms, uh, scattered throughout the levels, uh, or you know, level it's one big, big thing, uh, or you can buy them from a merchant. Uh, and they, they normally all have like a small amount when you first get them, like, oh, this will uh, give you a little bit more health. 
Well, there's a place where you can upgrade those with just regular currency. Uh, and that will move up to, oh, that'll give you uh, a medium amount of health back. Okay, and then you upgrade again. Okay, this will give you a lot of health back. And so you can upgrade, I think, four times, five times uh, for these charms. You can do the same thing with your weapons. Um, and if you find that you're having a difficult time with the game, you might want to look to see if you have upgraded your weapons in a while. Like, you go back and do that, it really makes the combat easier, um, mm -hmm. making sure you need to do that. And there are achievements tied to that. You know, upgrade your weapons uh, to the maximum, upgrade your health to the maximum, upgrade your necklace to the maximum. Um, you can add more charms to your necklace by uh, upgrading your necklace, basically giving it more charm slots. Um, and so you'll be able to uh, buy those from a couple different vendors. I think there's, let's say, three vendors in the game uh, that will help you do that. And uh, there's also some side quests that will help you earn currency, these little coins or these little... Uh, Metal, pieces of metal that will allow you to upgrade your weapons. So um, they just have a smattering, like three or four different currencies that we'll use and a mixture of those to, to manage all your upgrades. All right, I'm going to ask some L questions. Uh, is there a um, good soundtrack? Is there a soundtrack playing the whole time? Um, when I was scrolling through, it looks like there's full voice acting and it looks a little like Hades the way the uh you know the big picture of the person talking is on the side um so. yeah there's there's uh full voice there's uh music throughout um mm -hmm. i haven't been blown away by the music like but in the same token i haven't been annoyed by it so everything's okay. been pretty good um yeah, so nothing you're just, humming but exactly it's not sticking out like a sore thumb uh <laughs> yeah. either so it's been pretty okay. good Okay. Jameson, what were you saying? Uh, I might have missed it, and I apologize if I do, but can you talk about the side quests? Uh, yeah. Um, so the side quests are you know, optional. Uh, if you don't want to do them, you can focus on the main quest uh, and just re you know return to those later just for cleanup if you want to. But they will help you um, to power up. They'll, they'll give you the currency that you need. Um, there are, they're, they're mostly, I'm going to say like kind of fetch quests. Like uh, one is, oh, I dropped this thing over here or I lost this. And once you find it, you can return it and you'll get some currency for that. Uh, another okay. one is, um, you know, help out my my eight friends or whatever. And every time you help them out by killing them, uh, you get a coin. <laughs> and, uh, and that coin, once you get all of them, will count as currency. Um, that'll help you do upgrades as well. Uh, I haven't found any like really innovative side quests. There's only I want to say like five, eight of them most. Okay. So nothing too, uh, nothing too crazy like for no. side quests because Ubisoft is very, <laughs> what's it yes. called? They're, they're, <laughs> they're very side quest heavy in their games. I guess I could say. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's it's not like Far Cry or anything like that. This is a you know this is Metroidvania with a limited number of side quests. How does it how does it fall into the Prince of Persia series as a whole? Do you think? I don't. I'm not very. I mean, I know the series, but I don't. I haven't played them as much. Well, so. I think mostly just for the setting and kind of like the, like the acrobatic ability of your uh, of your character. Like you know, um, you're doing a lot of uh, platforming. You're also doing a lot of acrobatic combat, um, and 
I guess it's the setting for the most part. Okay. But even, even though you're people. not, even though you're not the Prince of Persia, you know you're one of his uh, best warriors. Okay. So it fits pretty well into the whole, uh, whole Prince of Persia dynamic. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. Very yeah. yeah, cool. But yeah, Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown, a fantastic game. And it's costing me $18 this month to play this. And uh, that's pretty good. And then you'll get the deluxe on the yeah. Xbox, PlayStation, and the Switch. And Steam. Yeah. So my, my plan is to wait till um, the first big sale or the second big sale on this uh, and pick this up. Uh, just because it's a good game, I do want to support that um, development team at Ubisoft uh, that, that makes the Rayman games because maybe we'll get another Rayman game. Uh, maybe we'll get another Metroidvania. Um, so I, I do want to pick it up. I don't want to pay $60, but I will pay half price uh, when, it, when it eventually hits that. Well, Ubisoft games are known for going on sale. Just a, just a few times. Just a little bit. <laughs> All right, any other thoughts? No, I think I've gone on enough. All right. You lost your crown. All right, so that was Prince of Persia. You lost crown. I will go next and talk about something completely different, as only I can. Um, I was happy to get an East Asia soft game show up on my RTDL. But this is not an easy or quick completion at all. Uh, this game is called Wythe Quest. And you might remember that Waka, Waka Pale did uh, Waka's weird wonders on this game in level 191 back almost two years ago. So this game is called Wife Quest, and if you didn't know any better, you would be thinking that, um, what would you think this game would be about? We'll ask Jameson. Uh, I remember listening to this segment, but I can't okay. remember what it was about, so I would say that you're trying you to... Think it was about? <laughs> if I had to guess, uh, I would say probably you have to do some stuff to get your wife happy. Oh, interesting. <laughs> now, Nate streamed this game about a year ago. Do you remember this game at all, Nate? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, so no, you actually play as the wife and you go on a quest. Therefore, a wife quest. <laughs> so it's really literal. <laughs> yes, yes. So you are uh, a lady named Mia. And you're hanging out with your husband, Fernando, and he gets kidnapped by some fairy monsters. And they're all these uh, voluptuous, buxom monsters, and they just want Fernando. And they want to um, cuddle with him. They want to bathe with him. And they want to just, you know, basically be with him. And that's broken up into six or so stages. 
and the game is a platformer. But you have to get past the, the crazy plot and the crazy dialogue in which Mia is is just calling them like depraved and perverts and like and they're calling her like shorty and flat chested and just making fun of Mia and it's just it's just the most wild game. But it never really crosses into anything too dirty or anything. But it's just it's just wild. But after all that, it's a perfectly solid platformer. And it's six stages, and after each stage, you learn a new skill. You get dashing, you get a little floating skill. Um, you get a shield, and anytime someone attacks you with the projectile, it goes back and kills them. And there's just a lot to do. And, um, you know, on TA, it says it's six to eight hours, but it took me probably 15 I would say easy. I don't know who's voting for these things. Probably Waka Pale. Knocked that out of the park. Um, so there's an achievement for beating each stage. But for some reason, the, uh, the difficulty spike, the hardest boss is probably the second boss, which is the fairy boss. Um, and uh, eventually, as you're playing, because the game doesn't tell you this, you you probably didn't figure this out, Nate. You can quit during the boss and go back out to the world map and go to the shop and buy stuff, and then you can go right back into the boss from the world map. Oh, wow. So if I had known this, my life would have been a lot easier. So I just kept trying and trying and trying. So at the shop, you could buy a new a sword upgrade. You could buy an armor upgrade. You can buy a new heart container, a la Zelda. So like uh, you can get up to 10 hearts eventually. So one cool thing about the game is you can quit at any time, go to the world map, and you can go back to any of the stages you've done and re-kill all the enemies and get gold. Because uh, buying stuff at the shop is the other big part about this game. You basically just buy all the upgrades. And once you have all the upgrades, the game isn't that bad. And the checkpointing is is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty fair. So anytime you die, there's checkpoints throughout. And if you die in the boss, you just start over. And anything you went in with, the, uh, you have... And you never lose any of your coins. So even if you die, you just keep the coins you had. And you just you could keep killing the same enemies and you get more coins. So once you know you can quit out, you can just you can uh have a good time destroying all the fairies. Oh, the other thing that's uh anytime you defeat an enemy, you hit down on the D-pad and you, there's a special animation to basically kind of do like a fatality on on them. <laughs> But basically, it's just like jumping on them or like doing some sort of a chokehold on them. <laughs> and then anytime you beat the bosses, there's, uh, you know, you you do crazy stuff to them, too. I don't want to say what it is, but uh, yeah, you, you hurt them in uh, nasty, nasty ways. So achievement wise, uh, there's an achievement for beating each stage and then 
make sure that in between each stage you talk to the shopkeeper as an achievement for getting all of her dialogue but you would probably get that mostly naturally because you want to go upgrading between each stage anyway but yeah the, um, beating the second boss is a 1.69 ratio and she was no joke and eventually you beat the game and then an extra mode opens up called magic mode it's basically a new game plus and you start off with infinite stamina which is the other thing the game doesn't tell you you have a stamina bar and anytime you use your shield or any of the, the special abilities you get you're using the stamina but there are uh, hidden each stage there's there's basically the equivalent of Zelda heart containers or mana uh, containers and you level that stuff up so you don't run out as quickly so in the magic mode you get infinite stamina and you get an achievement for starting the magic mode and you know, basically beating the first boss um, you'll be able to beat uh, the first boss that you wouldn't have been able to when you started the game normally because it would have been too hard then but you could do it in new game plus and then the last achievement, there's a Wife Quest mini game that opens up, which I believe was the um, prototype Wife Quest. So there's like two enemies, and it's just, um, you know, you have a sword and a shield, and there's two enemy types and and um, one boss, and you have to go through. And that's the highest ratio in the game. It's a uh, two point seven seven because there's three long screens and you have three hits, and it's pretty hard. So overall, it's actually a fairly decent platformer. Um, each stage has its own music. Unfortunately, it's not voice acted. That would have been great. The uh, translation is not that great, but that's part of its charm. Like Even after beating the game, it says, thank you for play Wife Quest. <laughs> and you're like, oh, you had one job. So yeah, that's Wife Quest. It's an East Asia soft. I was not prepared to spend that much time playing, but I did. And I ultimately enjoyed it. So when you say that like if you're in the middle of something and then you quit out, is is there like a level select then that you go in to do it? Or like how do you get back into where you're at? All right, good question. So some so some stages halfway through you'll hit a checkpoint and you'll see the words progress saved uh, show up on the screen. Okay. So that's like a halfway mark. And while you're fighting the actual boss, it doesn't say progress saved, but the progress does save. So you can just quit out, go to world map. And when you go back in, the stage select looks kind of like a Mario uh, overworld. You mm -hmm. know, you're like walking from place to place. And there's pretty obvious pictures. It'll be, uh, there's a flag for the beginning and then there's a picture of the boss for the boss. And you can go right back in. Okay. So, so yeah, it's categorized as platformer. I mean, that's basically what it is. You can, once you get the abilities of each stage, go back to the earlier levels and you'll find stuff. So that's Metroidvania-esque. It's definitely not a Vayner, but it's got that kind of uh, backtracking to get like treasures you missed um, due to getting a new ability. I need to get Awoo to play this game because it's a platformer he does not have uh, on his tag. He's the platformer king of the Discord. 
Uh, are you going to go back and finish it, Kush? Um, maybe. <laughs> it, it was a little over the top for me, and uh, sort of thing where I don't want, really want anyone walking in while I'm playing it. Uh, <laughs> because, yeah, because like I was saying, like the things they say, and like, uh, yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't go over well. I don't want to explain that. <laughs> Not quite yet. Yeah, it's um like a what do you call it? Like a guilty pleasure. I don't know what this like it's it's just you can't like or like a like a car crash you can't take your eyes off of. <laughs> but it's definitely wacky and definitely different. Uh the um price on it is eight bucks. I would wait for a sale. It's been as low as four bucks, and you definitely get a lot for your bang for four bucks if you don't mind playing. It'll probably take you ten to twelve hours. And uh, yeah, that's Wife Quest. Oh, Kronos did the. Um, remember, I told you Kronos plays all the games uh, that have Quest in it, so he's played this game. <laughs> And he actually wrote the solution for that second boss. So that was pretty helpful. So thank you, Kronos. And I put a comment on there. And he's got to get back to this also. I'm one of three people on my list that have finished this. Most people have just uh, 50, 50 TA in there, 50 gamers course. So they all dive in and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and they move on. Yeah, they move on. But Kush, you being that second boss, Kush. Probably don't even remember. You probably did it easily. Uh, yeah, I don't remember it at all. Um, I don't remember yeah, the boss good. fight. But, that, yeah. That's good. That means you did well. <laughs> I got more than Rocker, dude. Uh, Wild West, you are up. All right. Uh, I am going to go into Kush's favorite genre, as we've heard from his Game of the Year award in management games, and Hardship Spaceship Breaker. Uh, so we're going to talk about some more management games, just because I know he's dying to hear about it. Um, uh, I'm going to talk about Lost Artifacts 5 Frozen Queen. Uh, have you guys, uh, are you guys familiar with the eight floor games at all? The uh, kind of concept of those? By name. <laughs> yes i've not played one i don't believe They're, they usually go on sale pretty cheap they have a bundle of them l you familiar with them at all nope 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 they're pretty uh they're, but i i don't know i don't know what they're yeah they're pretty uh they're all pretty standard games they have a few of them that run, have been running for a while um and i enjoy them quite a bit the, there's the Lost Artifacts series, which I'll talk about today. They also have the Gnome's Garden series as well. And they're starting to do some other... They're starting to pump them out a little bit more than they had been in the past. And so they've done like Royal Roads and some other some other ones. Um, and I enjoy them because they're, they're very light management games. And most of them follow the, a very similar formula where you arrive to an area, you get either stranded somewhere or... Uh, you arrive to an area somehow and now you have to make your way out of it. And so the way you usually do that is 
by having to complete these levels and then you move forward the the story through the levels and um, as you complete the objectives on there you uh, will will go to that next level and then you just keep doing that till you get to the end and usually you defeat some boss and you save the day and you're the hero and you know yada yada so most of these levels will start out with like one or two objectives like you need to save up 20 food or you need to construct a certain platform or uh, you need to light a fire you need to destroy something you know there's a there's a lot of different objectives in there and the way you do that is um, you start out the level with one worker and they'll have either obstacles in the way they'll have different um, resources on the ground that you can pick up. And then as you do that, you can progress through that level to um, farther towards the end of it um, by either chopping wood that might be blocking your way or building a bridge or defeating an enemy that's on the way. Um, And so during the levels, you want to... uh, create or uh, build a factories that might uh, chop wood or build a a granary that might give you food. Um, There's also ones that usually give you some kind of metal like steel or uh, ore or something like that. Uh, And so the earlier ones usually kind of kept it simple. So usually it was just those three, maybe another fourth item that you needed. And as they've kind of made more of them, they have started to put in other things like you can create an archer tower in some levels that will help you defeat enemies that might be in your way on the road or uh, this game that I'm using right now, lost artifacts five, you uh, can build a treasure hunter cabin and that'll help you defeat some uh, bears or monsters that are in your way. And so uh, as you start out, you might only have one or two objectives and they're pretty easy to do. And then in the later levels, there might be five or six objectives that you have to do. Like you have to store up enough food for the level. You have to, you know, do the rest of the stuff that I've kind of talked about before. Once you complete all those objectives, the level automatically ends and uh, you will get rated on the level. Um, Now, the games usually have a bar on the left side and it'll be full at the beginning of the level. And once you start, it just slowly starts ticking down. Um, kind of like those mobile games, or I kind of compared it to some older Flash games that I remember playing uh, a long time ago on the computer. And so, you know, your objective, you want to try to beat the objectives before you get uh, the the third star or the first star of three um, before that times out. Uh, you can keep playing until you're done because it doesn't quit the level if you don't. But a lot of the uh, some one of the achievements in a lot of these eight floor games is you have to beat uh, the levels with all, all of the levels with three stars. Um, the one that I'm playing right now, a lot of the newer ones, you actually do not have to do that. So that it makes them a little bit easier and less frustrating uh, to do. Is that usually you could just kind of now you can just kind of go through the levels, play them how you want to. And not worry about having to try to beat them fast because some of those later levels like the 45 46 you know as you get towards the end of 50 they can get pretty time constraint in there and you have to move things pretty objectively uh, now the way that you can get your uh, pick up your resources and everything uh, you know go to 
block uh, chop wood that might be in the way, all of that stuff is you use your uh, joystick, but it's like a, it's it, they're set up like a PC game. So your joystick, you're kind of moving like a mouse in the game. So it makes it a lot slower and harder versus their steam counterparts where you can use uh, the mouse or the, you know, the laptop pad there. So it does make it a little bit more difficult, but they're still doable and especially on this one on lost artifacts five you're landing on this uh i uh land and there's you have to you know i'm working my way to defeating uh the ice uh enemy and everything at the end um a lot of the newer games come with an easy mode that you can use instead of having to get a three star level you can just kind of play it into and beat it and so this one doesn't have an easy mode on it but it also does not continue or does not have any kind of achievement in there for having to defeat all the levels with three stars most of them are just story related achievements um, as you progress through the levels uh, a lot of the a4 games will have little perks that you'll earn over time that will give you an achievement the first time you use them uh, for example there will be like one called stop time and you know like it says it stops time so that way you can work while that bar on the left that's counting down to you know knocking off a star from your total your in total will uh you know you'll be able to do stuff while it's stopped and so over time it'll refill so you can usually use it a few times in the level uh but you know you still have to do do the items on the list before it, it ends up. So it helps you out in the later levels when you are trying to do a bunch of items. Um, it also has one for speeding up your workers and uh, so that they will move around the map faster when you're asking them to do something. Uh, as you're collecting resources in the levels, you can also increase the amount of workers at your camp if you want to, or you can also increase any of the factories or uh, other buildings that you have built as well. So they'll out, they'll either produce more people like more archers, more treasure hunters, or they'll output more resources as well. So overall, it's just a very light management game. Um, it's good for contests or targets. If you need something for a management game, because they're not, especially the newer ones, they're not very difficult at all. They're very easy to pick up. You can play for four or five levels in a, you know, 20 minutes or so, and then be done with it if you need it. And you, about every, I would say, 10-ish levels, you'll get an achievement. You might get a few more quickly as you're trying to, uh, or as you're using your newfound powers for the first time, usually that gives you an achievement. But uh, they're they're very good for contests and stuff like that if they ask you to do uh, a management games. Most of them usually fall into the six to eight hour range for them. And uh, like I was asking the guys at the beginning, the, there's a bundle that has a bunch of them in there um, and it goes on sale often and it's you know pretty cheap and you get a bunch of the games and so if you have any interest in the series i would recommend doing that first uh the game that i bought it was five dollars i like the games i think five dollars is worth it for the amount of content you get um, but they also do go on sale often so you can usually get them pretty cheaper uh let's see this one was on sale for a dollar 99 in october it looks like maybe into September. So, uh, you know, they do go on sale and they're just kind of like cheap little fun games, if, especially if you like the management genre, because it's definitely not heavy on it, like the city skylines or the Jurassic Park or anything like that, where it is a little bit more involved. This is just very, very light management game at all. So that's Lost Artifacts 5, Frozen Queen, and just kind of doing a little overview of the 8-4 games as well, because they're, they're all very, very similar, just the 
setting or the the people in there might be a little different. Uh, yeah, what makes Lost Artifacts Five different from Argonauts Agency Three? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Not a lot. Yeah, whenever I see some of these titles, I think they're Artifacts Monday games. To be honest with you, like especially Lost Artifacts sounds like one. Yeah. I've definitely seen these Gnomes Guarding games go on sale a million times, so I yeah. realized it was the same. Yeah, that was kind of how I got it. They they had a while where they would kind of only do like one or two a year. Now I kind of I had them I had them all done except for one. I had all the eight floor games done, and then I just I didn't see any more on the list, so I was like, okay, I'm kind of done with it. And I think there was one that was like an older one that I just had never got to, and I was just kind of waiting for it to go on sale. And then I just looked the other day, and I was like, "Oh shoot, there's a lot more of them there." So I'm gonna start picking them up and playing yeah. them again. Uh, Portal of Even Portal of them. Evil, yeah. Portal of Evil Stolen Ruins was the only earlier one that I hadn't done. That was from 2021. But other than that, like I didn't realize they had kept making them because so I yeah. just uh, started seeing them again. I'll start picking them up and playing them. Like I said, they're just kind of fun little games where I. Playing for a little bit, and then I'll move on to whatever big game I'm playing. But uh, I, I enjoy it. Like, looks like there's 26 eight floor games, and there's five people of all on uh, Hall of TA that have all 26 completed. Yeah. So you need to get there. Yeah, let me see. Number six. I am number 253 right now. On the eight floor leaderboard. Oh, I'm right. Uh, I'm the same. Or no. Retro Chief is right above me. Oh. Hi, Al. He's got... I've got one more game played, but he has... And he has two less achievements than me, but somehow he's ahead of me. So... That's not a point and click, Retro. I'm confused. Yeah, stay in your lane. <laughs> stay in your lane. I kid. I'm joking. Stay in but... lane. <laughs> But yeah, just little fun little games. If you see them for contests or stuff like that, I think it's a little fun little thing. Oh, they're still management games, but if you say they're light management games, I guess they're doable. Yeah, especially the newer ones. They're very they're very easy. They don't require you to do any kind of three starring anything, so very easy to do. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jameson. This leads us into our sales. Koosh. What tabs you got open? All right. Got a tab open for Spirit Hunters Infinite Horde. We've talked about this before on sales. Mm -hmm. No one's actually played it as far as I know. $7 down from $10. This is a roguelite uh, vampire souls-like. And this is the lowest price, which I think it's been previously as well. Um, I might pick it up this time. I'm not sure. Maybe. Uh, next up, Encodia. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Three dollars down from 30. It's an adventure point and click. Uh three to four hour completion. And it's got a 3.75 star rating from 26 people. I think that seems pretty good. So um I'm gonna pay a little more attention to this and see if maybe now's the time. Uh and lastly, Aspire mm. Ina's Tale. Uh three dollars and twenty-five cents down from 13. This is a puzzle platformer. That's four to five hours with a 3.48 star ratio or rating, excuse me, <clears throat> uh, from 30 people. 
this looks a lot like some of the other platformers uh, that we played kind of recently. I can't, what was that one that left Game Pass? Oh, I can't remember. Uh, it, it slightly reminds me of Gris. Um, and, and there was another one. Oh. Another one word one, I think. But uh, but yeah, it's it's very pretty. And it doesn't look like it's going to be super difficult. Uh, I'd like to check this one out. Now you got me wondering what you're talking about. I'll look it up Wrong. while you guys are talking. Okay, you look it up. Wait, I remember it's All right, Hoa. I'm going to... Remind, remind me of oh. Hoa. Mm. <laughs> games with gold game. I think I did that. I can't not laugh at that. Sorry. Yeah, um, games with gold. Yeah, as opposed to Game Pass. Yep. Hoa. All righty. I'm going to recommend Rip Tracks, which I've talked about a couple weeks ago. That is a party game like the Jackbox games. If you're having people over, I would just buy this now. It's $5 instead of 10 Like Even if you're going to play it once, next time a holiday comes around, it's so worth it. It's up to six people, and, and the movie clip plays, and then it stops, and then you fill in the rest. It's kind of like a caption, this type of a, a thing, and then everyone votes, and it's just a lot of laughs. Uh, there's two coat sync games, um, Fogs, which I've talked about before. It's a co-op game, local or online. It is $8.74, down from $25. And then there's another party game, Cake Bash, which I famously destroyed Rocker Dude in. And um, that's eight bucks down from 20. And that's also uh, online or local party game. So that's a fun one. And uh, what do you got, Mr. Wild West? All right. Yep. All right. This week, I am going to be singing the Death Store praises. It's uh, six ninety nine down from nineteen ninety nine, lowest price ever for that. And mm -hmm. so, it's a great game. I know Koosh likes it as well. So, yeah, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, next one uh, I was looking at is Wanneros. I want to say it's what it's called. It's two nineteen down from ten ninety nine. One to two hour uh, completion for an adventure game. Pretty cheap there, so I'm going to probably pick that one up this week. Um, another one that kind of caught my eye while I was looking at the sales was uh, Police Stories. It's $3.74, down from $14.99. Uh, it's six to eight-hour action game with a four-star average from 14 votes. So not a lot, but not a lot of starters either, and it looked pretty fun. So that's another one I'm going to look at this week. And the last one, uh, if you do not have any Game Pass or anything and want a good management game, um, they have Spirit Fair Farewell Edition at $7.49, down from $29.99. Uh, it's a management game. Uh, it, it is in Game Pass Core, but also at the same time, it's uh, uh, if you want to own it or it doesn't go on sale very often. I've had a price watch on it for a long time, so I might just buy it instead of play it through Game Pass. So that's what I got this week. All right. We are now up to... Nate's favorite segment of the podcast, Game Pass News. And for once, we did not get podcasted. We got news this morning. Jameson, you want to make Nate's oh, day? Oh, right. I will. 
<laughs> I will for sure. Uh, we have got Resident Evil 2 is out now on cloud, console, and PC. Third-person shooter, oh. survival horror. Oh, go ahead. I don't know. Oh, I thought you were just, saying something. Uh, I'm sorry. sorry. Just an exciting uh, game. <laughs> Yeah, it is exciting. It's an exciting game to get. 28 to 35 hours. Uh, We've got the next one is Those Who Remain. is also out and out on cloud console and PC. Adventure game, 8 to 10 hours. And the next game on Kush's Game of the Year, Turnip Boy Robs a Bank. We've got, uh, let's see, we've got Mm. F123 on, on console and PC through EA Play as well that's out those ones should be coming out soon i have not got the notification for it yet so they should be coming out soon uh we'll have on january 19th we have pal world con cloud console and pc day one inclusion it is pokemon with guns be interesting to see how long this lasts if there's any issues at all but uh i think that looks pretty fun from the stuff i've seen uh, on January 25th, we have Go Mecha Ball on Cloud Console and PC, another day one edition. Uh, looks like I'll let Kush kind of talk about this one because he is looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, it's a twin stick shooter with roguelite progression. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> since we don't really know anything about it, it's not out yet, there's a, a little blurb uh, from Microsoft that says, Load up and roll out in this twin stick shooter with roguelite progression. Hey, we just talked about that. Blast your way through arcade style levels using pinball style physics. Love those games mixed with an arsenal of devastating weapons. Defeat waves of enemy bots, battle big bosses, upgrade your mech between runs. This looks like a fun action type game. Uh, you know, you hear mech, you think uh, maybe not the most exciting, but it does look like it's pretty quick action. Uh, definitely interested in seeing what this has to offer. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll see a review in the future. All right. Mm. On January 30th, we've got Brotato on Cloud Console and PC. Uh, Vampire Survivors like a top down roguelike arena shooter where you play a potato wielding up to six weapons at a time to fight off hordes of aliens. Choose what from a variety of traits and items to create unique builds and survive until help arrives. That looks, that sounds very interesting as well. On February 2nd, we've got Persona 3 Reload, Cloud Console, and PC, Day 1, and it's a reimagining of the genre-defying RPG. And then on February 6th, we've got Anukard, Cloud Console, and PC, Action Adventure, 8 to 10 hours. And then on Leaving Game Pass, we've only got one piece of news, January 31st, Hitman World of Assassination on Cloud Console and PC, third-person shooter, Stealth, and it's 26 to 33 hours. Uh, I, I love... Oh, as, I can't imagine it's really only 26 to 33 hours because it <laughs> it encompasses like 1, 2, and 3 and DLC. I, I yeah, yeah, there was some... There's Because uh, I finished this game. It's it's amazing. I definitely recommend it. You, have, uh, you, you do have time to get it done with if you sit down and do it. Um, but yeah, there is... It is a little bit, it's longer than that because I believe when I loaded this game up, uh, some of the stuff auto popped for me because I'd already done it before in a previous version of it. So that's why I think a lot of the things are the, uh, like Ah. I'm looking at, I'm looking at it right now and some of the, some of the time estimates like on, on the add-ons are zero to zero and a half. And it's because of being 
previous completions previous completions because i have already completed it and they rolled everything into one later as well like they used to have it separate the the, this new trilogy that they did they used to have it just hitman one with all the add-ons the first one was the one where they did it piecemeal and then the second third one they just did everything at once and so and then they rolled everything together and i think that's what caused some auto auto pops and all that because i remember having some so let's say you've got a snow day and you want to you know kill some hours oh. in the day go ahead and check out hitman 3 and try to figure out how much this thing costs uh because the, the pricing on this is insane it's like you'll never figure out how much you actually have to pay especially if you already have hitman 1 and 2 uh good luck have fun with that let me see on this because yeah because when 3 came out yeah so i'm number third i'm number three to complete it uh i because I, I this was one of those games where i stayed up kind of like alan wake 2 and i just I loved it so much and, and, and finished everything on it. It was, it's an amazing game. It's definitely worth it on a sick day because it's not super intense. You can play it for, you know, a little bit. The, the levels aren't too long. So I definitely recommend it. Okay. I wanted to quickly go back to something Nate talked about earlier during his game showcase. And it's a little contest that our friend Chewy on Ice came up with for 2024 for the patrons and staff. And it's the opposite of Bean Dives, basically. It's called Just Punch It. And he went through all of our uh, backlog, all of our gamer tag histories, and picked out all the games that we have at 80% or above. So games that we're almost done with and decided to not complete either due to skill or to shinies or to whatever. So he did a little contest and some of us have like hundreds of games at 80% or more. Some of us don't have any at all. Like uh, probably Wild West has probably none because he completes everything within days. Um, but alongside this, he did the aforementioned uh, bounties, and he, he did a really good job with them. He put up, uh, like, wanted dead or alive bounty board posters and picked some bosses from random games, and the first person to kill that boss or get that achievement gets uh, points, and then it's just, you know, he's having a lot of fun with it, and it's very cool, so... If anyone was considering becoming a patron, this is a good reason as any. This is an exclusive contest, and there will be prizes. So any other questions, um, ask Chewy or ask in podcast discussion. We'll be happy to answer. Can I just All mention right. one thing we, real fast? Oh, um, yeah. Sure. Uh, so I just remembered, I was looking up while you were talking, I was looking up Hitman. So what the best way to do it is you should beat Hitman 1 and 2 first. And then what you can do is take your save progress and it loads. you can load it through the website uh, that, hit, uh, that the IO uh, people set up. And then you can take your save progress and then push it into number 3. And that's the way that auto pops all the achievements. So just in case anybody you know, w- wants that before it goes, uh, that's, that's how you can get all those achievements really fast as well. So, yeah, I just wanted to mention that real fast. All right. 
It is time for Brad Camp. Kushmos. Okay. Incompletions. Facial LaFleur has reached a new milestone with 650 completed games. And uh, Lucas1987 has 3,150 completed games. That's insane. In streaks. Mm. EL suck. It's currently on a 50-day achievement win streak. Lazari DK with 200 days. Uh, Fluttery Chicken with 1,350 days. Prince It with 1,450 days. And Elroy OMJ has, there we go, 2,350 days. All right. In Gamer Score, we have Facial LaFleur with 800,000 Gamer Score. Black Buff with 800,000 Gamer Score. Chesno with 950,000 Gamer Score. Enigma Gamer 77 with 1.3 million gamer score and Dave Bodum with 1.6 million gamer score. Okay, in leaderboards, uh, at year end, TA came out with the 2023 boards. So there's a lot of cool stuff on here. Uh, we have Bastion Reader is in number one position for 2023 USA completed games for shoot 'em ups. Uh, Domain is in number one for 2023 Washington Gamer Square leaderboard for education and trivia. We have um, Neo is number one in 2023 California TA leaderboard for Vayners. But we have Jay Huns, our very own Jay Huns, who loves that Vayner category. He finished in number one in 2023 of uh, Xbox completions, gamer score, and TA difference for Metroidvania games. Oh, yeah, gamer score and, and TA score. So, yeah, four big number ones in 2023. And uh, he'll look to keep that going in 2024, I'm sure. All right. Oh, and also, I believe any day now we should be getting our own personalized uh, 2023. Uh, you know how we get that email from TA saying, like, you finished in the top 10 of this genre, in the top 100 of this genre. I forget what that's actually called, but that's something to be looking out for. Very cool stuff. Also want to mention really quickly, uh, on the day that you're listening to this, hopefully it's January 18th, there should be a developer direct from Microsoft today where they'll be talking about uh, Indiana Jones, Avowed, Aura History Untold, and Senua's Saga Hellblade 2, maybe some other cool things. But, uh, hopefully, if it's really cool, we'll be talking about it next week. But if you want to watch live, um, check that out. Uh, I'm sure we'll uh, have something about it in game, gaming news, the gaming news channel, uh, as it's happening. Yeah, I guess excited uh, yes, for it. Yes, that's it's happening today. Yes, I'm always excited for new news. And new I'm, news. and I pretend to not be excited because the last thing I need is new stuff. But I do watch them all and enjoy talking about them. I'm looking forward to seeing some Indiana Jones. Seeing uh, hopefully that is a good game that comes out here. 
Okay, thank you for joining us, everybody. And class is dismissed. Good night. Bye-bye. See ya. Welcome back to Neverending Stories, a segment where I talk to patrons and staff members about some of the games that have been sat languishing in their collections, um, their stories unfinished, uh, and I go back and I say, hey, you, finish that story, it's long overdue. Joining me this time for his second appearance on this segment, um, following a successful completion of Limbo months and months and months ago he's finally come back around to his next one it is the man the legend the myth mr rocker dude uh you can't see it but i'm flexing what's up everyone it is great to have you back um a voice that we have been missing somewhat on the podcast apart from some guest appearances an increasing smattering of guest appearances yeah you know here and there i help out where Mm. where needed but you come in, you save the day. Essentially, yeah. We've been missing that glue. <laughs> Without your glue, we're just, you know, little bits floating around. Uh, I'm here to spackle my glue wherever it needs it. <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, you are talking to me about a game. This game is something that you played on release day. Did I? Wow. 27th of October 2015 it was released it came out and you were all over it so you were keen you couldn't wait to play this game what game are we talking about uh well the game that we're mentioning I don't know how much talking there is is Halo 5 Guardians I guess is what it's called uh this news to me I thought it was just Halo 5 but yeah yeah I I'm not familiar with the I don't know if it's it matters does it the subtitles anyway it is Halo 5 now uh this is a game you've talked about halo a bit a few times on the podcast and i don't recall it ever being all that positive um Uh, not a big fan of the series it it never has done anything special um well i I shouldn't say it has never done anything special for me i i I liked halo 2 and 3 like multiplayer I, i played a lot of it back in the day other than that you know i've played like every halo that's come out not that i finished them or anything like that and i got into halo infinite multiplayer for a spell to complete the battle pass but yeah it's something i can take or leave to be honest so i mean this might be a hot take because uh there are this is a very popular franchise obviously it's one of the tent poles of the microsoft um systems uh i feel the same way uh i am not the biggest fan so we might uh, be be <laughs> this might be an unpopular segment <laughs> yeah but you, yeah you started this release day so do you can you remember back in 2015 when this came out was it 
was it something you were like, oh, well, I'm going to give this one a go? Is that why you started it straight away? Did you buy it, buy it full price? Um, Absolutely not. Well, I can't say that I, if, if I remember buying it. Um, 2015, was Game Pass around in 2015? Sounds too old. Was it? I don't know. No, no can't surely not. I can't, can't imagine spending money on this. Maybe I did. I don't know. So it's, Game Pass has helped, but I I like to support the first party exclusives, whether I am a big fan of them or not. Um, I, I do remember buying Master Chief Collection on release day and like, oh, this is kind of my company. I'm doing my part. Um, and that's the only reason I can think of. I really played Halo 5. Obviously, it did not engorge me from the story perspective to keep playing it back then so mm. yeah it's yeah i don't know why i did that but that's that's as close as a reason i can get mm. you spent about two weeks on it uh back in 2015 you, you got about halfway you did 19 achievements you got up to the end of mission seven uh, i think there's 15 missions total so you, you got about halfway in two weeks and then you put it down for pretty much exactly a year, came back and did two more kind of random achievements, which I'm assuming more possibly RTDL related or, or something similar. That was, yeah, almost certainly mm. for a contest of some kind. Random contest. Then again, you put it down for about 18 months, came back in January 2018. You did two more missions, no, three more missions, missions eight to 10. So you, you kind of made another hack at the story. Do you think that was, uh, again motivated by contests um as opposed to trying to get it done yeah i'll be in on the mm. same day and within a time frame of like 30 minutes probably mm-hmm. but it wasn't enough back then january 2018 to make you go well there's only five more missions left i may as well press through it wasn't it wasn't grabbing you enough because then uh what's the difference between 18 and 23 five years later <laughs> bit of quick head maths there five and a half years later you came back finally uh I, I, maybe because i told you to and because you knew you were kind of only five missions from the end you finally wrapped it up 21st of september you knocked through the five missions to get to the completion of the story uh was it was it me that did that absolutely you yes oh you wanted to you wanted to chat with me again it, it was purely <laughs> to talk to you um I, you may have been inebriated one day and you were ta- you're saying how uh you, you want more people to do these and i'm like i'm gonna do some mm-hmm. for him and uh that's the only way i can talk to him yeah so i think i remember posting the maybe the august scores uh for the for the contest in the patron channel and basically uh there was it was it was a dearth of completions not many people had done it so i was bemoaning people's <laughs> uh take up uh and then i got a few people saying it's oh, i'll do one i'll do one uh and you, you you took up the mantle you did it right yeah it's yeah. um uh i said it on ta when i it said completed story that flag or whatever and i was yeah, mm-hmm. it stands true. I did it all for the Wookiee. <laughs> but was it worth it? Did you take anything away from, from this game? So obviously Halo is a kind of a game of two parts. There's obviously the multiplayer side, and that's very much obviously focused around gameplay and the multiplayer experience, and, you know, people love that crap. 
not me so much. And then there's the story and the law and the master chiefs and the the little stupid grunts running around making stupid little noises and all of that nonsense that I don't really pay much attention to. Uh, I think Halo 5 is is probably the most disliked overall Halo games, but also specifically the campaign. Am I right? Um, Your guess is as good as mine. I'm, I'm not sure. Did, well, did it do anything for you in the end? Obviously, it didn't at the time enough to, 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 to pull you all the way through. But but by the end, did you come away thinking uh, that was a thing that I did? <laughs> so send your hate mail straight to me so I can throw it away. I skipped literally every cutscene on this last mm. five mission run. And I might as well have been a speedrunner. I knocked the difficulty down just so I could do it. And I ran by every enemy I could so just to get to the next checkpoint, because in Halo, if you kind of get to the next checkpoint, you're you're good. You know, you don't have to go back and kill those enemies. So, yeah. So I have only done I've done three ODST and Reach. And that was only because I don't know, I felt like I kind of had to. Everyone was talking about those games and how great they were. No interest in four or five or, or the new one, uh, whatever it's called. But yeah, I think in all of those games, that's kind of pretty much how you can play it, right? You can, and and there's there's even like speedrun achievements and stuff. Uh, that's people correct. are gonna hate me for this. Lassos is that is that what that is? Uh, okay, I am I am knowledgeable enough to know that that's not okay. that, but oh. um, you you are right. A lot of times there are par scores and mm. par times. So you, you you can literally just run past every combat encounter and just get to the next bit. A, a lot of them. There are some small arena or boss battles you have to do, but the the, the last five missions of Halo Five there are you know few and far between. So you were taking nothing from the experience. Uh, the game didn't lure you back into the its world and its lore and its story and its rich, you know, world building and all of that. Stuff. Uh, no, you just no. The only thing that I took from this experience was it's a 100 gigabyte game, which I don't run that much free space on my console, and mm. I played the entire last bit through XCloud, and it was perfect. You know, I had no problems with it. Oh, nice! It worked well. Um, I mean, do you even know if you're are you Master Chief in this game? Uh, I'm almost positive you are not. Uh, I, the story like bounces between and. I, I want to say I, I met Master Chief, but maybe I was Master I don't know. People are going to hate me for that. I seem to remember, this is my bad memory of a game that I didn't care much about, uh, that the, the storyline setup, or at least in the trailers, is that um, Master Chief is considered to be some kind of betrayer of some sort. He's done He's done something wrong, and because he's done something wrong... Now he must. Now everyone's against him, despite everything good he's done. But I, I don't know if that's just stupid uh, trailer bait. Um, I think maybe it's the story isn't actually all that strong anyway, and I think maybe it, it's not as important that he is a baddie. He's not a baddie. I'm gonna go with that because I, I feel ashamed that I don't know as much. I know he was in there. <laughs> I feel like if if it does nothing for you, you don't have really anything to be ashamed for. It, it, it does very little for me. I don't mind, like, the whole silent protagonist kind of thing. 
I like the the Half Life games. Gordon Freeman is is a kind of a, a, a silent protagonist in that. But there's just something about Halo where I just find it really really hard to care. Yeah, and I'm not sure w- what it is. I just find it very I, like it's weird. I find it maybe it is because Master Chief is is just a, like a blank canvas. It just has no like personality, which seems like a weird thing because people love the characters in the world and stuff. But I also find it really off-putting that the aliens are like Saturday morning cartoon characters. <laughs> right. Like they run around like the grunts, like they're like, oh my god, oh, yeah, can shoot us? Uh, and then, and then <laughs> even the big ones are like, oh, 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 he's gonna kill us. Oh, oh, oh. Like it's just it just seems like silly, <laughs> and I don't like it takes me out of the the kind of the world a bit because it, it's kind of like almost jokey in a way. I don't know what it is, but that's that's why I don't kind of buy into it. Yeah, I, I tend to lean more towards gameplay than story, and mm. the gameplay is fine, uh, maybe even good, but it's not it's not the best shooter I've ever played, so it it probably lo- loses me on that aspect some, and so interest mm-hmm. goes, and yeah, I, I, I could leave Halo. Uh, it really surprises me that it's the tentpole of Xbox for so many mm-hmm. years. To be honest, I feel very similarly about Gears of War, though. So you know, same, I I cannot. I've played less Gears of War than I have Halo. I just I can't get into it. Well, we are peas on a, in a pod from that from that perspective. So you have finished the story. You are left with thirty three out of seventy three achievements, three hundred seventy gamer score. What you have left in this game is pretty much some multiplayer nonsense, you know, bits and bobs, stuff on heroic and legendary difficulty and stuff in co-op. I think I know the answer, but do you have any plans to go back to those things? No, no none at all. It, some of these sound like I could do them pretty quickly. So if uh, they were used for a contest, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, most of, the, most of these, if not all of them, are completely going to be gone. Apparently, when I went back to this save, uh, I, was, it was, I had done everything up until wherever I started, Mission 8 or whatever, on Heroic. So I was on my way to do a lot oh, of yeah. the Heroic mm-hmm. stuff, and mm. it, it, it wasn't worth my time or the effort to try to grudge through that, so I turned it down. Um, so I could go back and do some of them to get that, but I'll know I'll never do legendary. So like the completion's definitely out mm. of out of question. But yeah, it was funny when I did load up the game. Uh, my most recent save said saved like two thousand thirty eight days ago. <laughs> <laughs> There's also um, skulls and intel, so collectibles. Do do you know if you were going for those in your initial run? Uh, I, I most certainly wasn't. Uh, there is a something about me that I think is mostly good uh for the first runs of games i will mostly go in blind unless i know mm-hmm. i can't go back or it's super long uh i'll go in blind for the first playthrough um yeah i i commend you on that it's a noble thing to do it makes you i think a a true gamer <laughs> but also a very inefficient one um because i i can't do that i i'm a bad gamer uh, and i have guides up i you know i'm uh, you know I, I follow them religiously, even on the first playthrough. Maybe it means I don't enjoy them as much, but also there's part of me that feels like I can't enjoy it if I know that I'm going to have to do it again because I'm missing stuff. 
Yeah, it, it also depends on the game for me. Uh, knowing Halo, it's not something I would would have ever contemplated completing, like the series or mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. like that. So it, it was never crossed my mind to do that. Uh, plus, if I played it on release yeah. day, then there probably wasn't guides up. Um, if mm-hmm. there was, then I, I would be you know inclined to do that. So it, it's kind of a game by game basis for me. So it's done for you. Do you think is it is it not for contests? Is it uninstalled? Is it put to bed? Oh, no, um, nothing's ever yeah. not for contest uh, unless I just Ooh. don't have access for mm. it. So uh, if it comes up again, you know, perhaps. But it's got to be the right. I have a lot of stuff on my tag. I dive a lot of stuff, which, mm-hmm. as I've seen in this contest, never ending stories, it makes it tough because. Uh, I have to go back and do a lot of stuff, almost the whole game in some of the cases, yeah, for games that I just never gelled with, so I didn't get very far at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I dive a lot of stuff as well, but but I mean, I went through a period of diving loads of stuff that I was like half interested in, but in recent years, I've been a little bit more picky. So most of the stuff I've dived in the last three years is stuff that I would like to go back to. But there's definitely a chunk of stuff on there that I'm like, eh, I don't know. Okay, you touched on as well that you were kind of into Infinite, the multiplayer at least, when it came out. I didn't check how far you got in that. Did you do the campaign on that? Are you going to do that? <laughs> uh, that is something I, I want to finish. I, I definitely started it, but I, I didn't get very far. It's, uh, you know, it's that mm. more open world gameplay. I'm kind of looking now. The story bits are the actual is the title update. So I don't know. It's probably like a dozen achievements for me getting that story complete flag. Uh, I do want to go back to do that one because uh, I, I did enjoy what I played. So uh, it's just mm-hmm. when I, I don't know when, but it's definitely not off the table. According to TA, you've put ninety one hours into Halo. Probably Infinite. probably accurate, and it I'm sure eighty five percent of that is all multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And sixteen hours into Guardians. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that that also suggests to me that it is not a long campaign. Well, I guess it's about what fifteen missions. You have played fifteen hours, so yeah. And it was funny. The first one I came mission. back on, I think, was mission eight. It, literally, yeah. I just had to talk to somebody, and that was the mission. <laughs> so Brilliant. okay, so Halo Five done. Uh, it's great to talk to you. It's great to hear how much you enjoyed. Asterix, not really. Halo Five. It, it was a fine. It was a fine two days. You know, that's that's a good. Mm-hmm a good window to enjoy halo two days and move on yeah great to talk to you again excellent day Hello, AH101, and Happy New Year. This is Neo21 bringing you the December wrap-up, the 2023 wrap-up, and the year three of the Vayner intro. So, let's get right on into it. For December, there was a total of 18 completions, and the Vayner of the Month, Transruby, was the most completed game with three completions. Mad Lad Skeptical Mario went on a Vayner completion spree, and got half of the completions for the month. So we had 18 completions, and nine of them came from Skeptical Mario. Good job, man. Couple of shout-outs. Mario also retook first place on the True Achievement Difference leaderboard, and he also was the fifth person to complete Transruby, and the tenth person to complete Eight Doors. 
for the stats, I'm going to go in reverse order this time. So for TA earned in third place was Ben L72 with 4,342. In second place was Icefire TN with 8,877. And as I said, Mad Lad Skeptical Mario in first place with 29,846. He scored more TA in the month of December than 33 of our 38 participants did all year. That's nuts. Good job, man. For gamer score earned in third place was Nightwolf with 2,105. In second place was Icefire with 3,845. And in first place was Mario with 12,305. And for achievements earned in December, in third place was Ben L72 with 68. In second was Icefire with 109. And Skeptical Mario in first with 468. Good job, you guys, and way to finish out the year strong. On to the year-end stat wrap-up. So, the most completions in a single month by everyone was February with 38 completions. The player with the most completions in a single month was Jay Huns with 10 in September, Icefire with 9 in October, and Mario with 9 in December. The most completed game in the year was Infernax with 23 completions. Fist Forged in Shadow Torch with 14 completions, and The Last Case of Benedict Fox with 13 completions. Due to the DLC for Infernax being added after the game left Game Pass, there are 12 people who have not yet recompleted it. The most completed Vayners during the month that they were Vayner of the Month was Infernax with 20 in February, and Fist Forged in Shadow Torch with 11 in August. Collectively, we earned 260 completions, 9,408 achievements, 275,445 gamer score, and 673,208 TA. And we completed 89 out of the available 143 Vayners. Some were added at the end of the year, and no one had completed them yet, so I'm not counting those. Quick shout out. And major props to Jay Huns for earning first on the 2023 Vayner leaderboards for True Achievement, True Achievement Difference, Gamer Score, and Games Completed. Good job, man. As for these stats, again, I'm going to go in reverse order, and I think I'm going to work my way up to TA, leaving that one for last. So, for completions for the year, in third place was a tie between Scarvese and Ben L72 with 18. In second place was a tie between Ice Fire and Skeptical Mario with 21. And in first was Jay Huns with 36 completions for the year. For achievements earned, in fourth place was Ben L72 with 780. Just right in front of that was six more. In third place was Jay Huns with 786. In second place was Ice Fire with 911. And in first was Mario with 976. For gamer score earned, fourth place was Skeptical Mario with 24,180. In third place was Scaravese with 24,370. In second place was Icefire with 27,515. And in first place was Jay Huns with 28,310. And now for the final and most important stat true achievement score earned over the entire year in third place was skeptical mario with 59,628 in second was ice fire with 68,461 and in first unsurprisingly was jay huns with 69,123 good job all participants 
You guys did awesome. So uh, I've gotten all of the prize amounts figured out. So I'll be getting those out to you shortly. Obviously, Jay Huns wins the prize, the grand prize for getting the most TA in the year. Uh, for the raffle, I figured out how many raffle entries everyone had, and that was a total of 491. And for some reason, when I went to go use the dot roll command, the dot roll bot or all the bots in Discord apparently broke and were no longer working, so I had to find a uh, a website that could pick a random number for me, and I found a nice little wheel thing. So I recorded that, and I will be posting that in the Discord as well, so you can see that I am not making it up, but the winner of the raffle was Chewy on Ice, so he will be getting the $25 prize, and Jay Huns will be getting the $60 prize. So I'll be getting those, and... Uh, for the winners of each month, uh, there is a $5 prize for each month. That was whoever got the most TA in each month. So I'll be getting those all out to you very soon. And lastly, if you haven't heard already, we are doing a year three of the Vayner. So uh, it has mostly remained unchanged. But if you want to go see all of the rules and stuff, go into the Vayner channel in the Discord and check out the most recent pinned post. In the Vayner channel, it has uh, all of the rules, but just going to go over the slight changes instead of going over every single thing. You can read the details there. But for the changes, the biggest new rule is that when going for the Vayner of the month, you do not actually have to get a hundred percent in it in order for it to count. Uh, all you need to do is get the story completion flag that will count for two entries into the year-end raffle, but if you do continue on and get the completion in the Vayner of the Month, while it's the Vayner of the Month, once you complete it, you will get that usual three entries into the year-end raffle. So, if you do only get the story completion flag and you do not get the 100% completion, please DM me either on TA or on Discord letting me know, uh, as it will be... A little bit trickier for me to track that if I have to go in and look at everyone's uh, achievements every month. So if you do complete the story but don't complete the game, let me know so I can count that as a story completion, even if you don't have the 100% achievements completion. And the other main rule change is that when voting for the Evander of the Month, you don't have to vote for a single game. You can vote for a franchise. So um, because we're in year three and the genre doesn't have that many games in it, um, if someone wants to do the second or third game in a franchise and someone else wants to do the first game because they haven't played it yet, you can just vote on the franchise and then you can do any game in the franchise uh, to count for the Evander of the Month. So... Uh, as I said, everything else is pretty much the same. Uh, but yeah, those are the big rule changes. So, like I said, if you are interested in participating, go check out the Vayner channel and the pinned post and react with the Ori emoji to let me know that you want to be tracked. All right. Looking forward to playing more Vayners with everyone in 2024, and I will catch you guys later.